LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for Gospel Center Ministry every week. And this is the first show of... 2020. 2020. I can't believe it's here. I can't believe it's here. Isn't it? Are you excited? Well, so many mission plans have been leading up to this moment. 2020. Really? So many. And now we're here. How do you reckon they're going? I reckon people have just changed 20 to 20 to 2025. I reckon a lot of people have done that. Really? It doesn't have the same ring to it, though, does it? 2025. We we are going to be here. That's going to be like 500. This is episode number 500. From 2025. That's too You're long. going to be so old then. Yeah, I will. I'll nearly be 40 at that point. Now, the one thing's brought to you thanks to the Geneva Push, the Australian Church Plan Network. And we're also a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. We'd encourage you to check out their network page on iTunes and you can see a whole bunch of great podcasts. But for now, you press play on episode number 90 of The One Thing Working Well with Volunteer Leaders. Now, one of the beauty of our reformed evangelical heritage, we love the Bible. We love opening the Bible with people. We love praying with people. Um, and uh, that is just a staple diet of a lot of our churches, um, meeting with people one-to-one to read the Bible. Uh, one of the things that we need to consider as leaders, though, within church is uh, not merely how those one-on-one meetings for people who we might be discipling in that traditional sense uh, looks like, but actually how we work with volunteer leaders well and what meeting with them on a regular basis and what conversations around there and what we do within those meetings and conversations in order to help them not only grow and mature to be like Christ, but also to complete the tasks uh, that they're charged with doing within the local church. So we've invited Graham Fuller in to us today. Welcome, Graham. Yeah, good day, Derek. Good day, Scott. Good day, Graham. Is his title changes every time we talk to him? <laughs> Ministry, uh, mission, maturity, at, all the above. All the above at EV Church on the Central Coast, and he's been here before. But it's good to have you back, mate. Your um, EV is is a little bit larger than uh, than other churches in Australia. But when you guys talk about discipleship, just in its broader sense, what what are you talking about when you talk about discipleship at church? Uh, yeah, when we talk about discipleship, we're talking about um, helping people be formed into the image of Christ. Um, but we don't tend to isolate it into one activity of church or one structure in church life. So it's not just in a one-to-one format or in a small group uh, Bible study format. Rather, we see um, all the aspects of church life working together to disciple each individual into Christ-likeness. So can you flesh that out? What do you mean all aspects? You mean that, yeah. Uh, pretty much everything that goes on. So we, we want to make sure uh, the way that we run our church services, uh, the preaching, the singing, the reading of the Bible, the uh, interviews and spots that go on in church life. Uh, the, we want to provide Bible reading materials for people, uh, good books and Christian resources, uh, great Bible studies, the opportunity for people to meet one-to-one with others. We want to uh, welcome people well into church life and then have them commit to being members and love and care and serve one another and help them to do that well. We want people to be serving in a ministry team and really engaged in that and doing hard work for the Lord and learning all the lessons uh, around of what it means to be a disciple serving Jesus and God's people. We want people to be engaged in um, evangelism uh, in seeking to in- invite friends to share 
share the gospel, uh, to see people converted. So every, every aspect of discipleship um, we want to see formed in each individual and we want to see um, everything we do in church towards that end. Mm. So for leaders within church, so we're talking about volunteer leaders, I suppose it could be staff, but we're going to talk about volunteer leaders today. When you're thinking about uh, discipleship in their context, you also for leaders, they have a, a particular role. They've got goals, they've got outcomes that, that you've charged them with and that they own mm. to accomplish. How do you manage discipleship uh, in that framework while at the same time pushing towards actually doing what leaders need to do in order for the good function of the church? Uh, yeah, well, I guess it's recognising that all of church is designed to disciple that that leader, uh, that person. And uh, so we want to encourage them to make sure that they're engaged in things like a Bible study group um, and engaged in a uh, ministry team and reading the Bible regularly and those sort of things. Um, but we also want to make sure when we meet with them personally as their leader, uh, we want to be engaging in discipleship with them. Um, but it doesn't mean that all the discipling needs to take place in that moment because they also, um, as part of their discipleship they have a ministry to perform uh, and they want to do that well they want to serve the lord and they want to be effective in the work and so um yeah the, a big part of that meeting that one-to-one -one time or whatever you catch up with them will be about helping them perform their task well mm. so we're talking we're talking there about managing really you're actually managing them but yep but as you say they're all discipleship moments as well they're you know it's not because because i think i think when we think of the word discipleship we do have a particular activity in our mind in our you know just in our service. the one-to-one -one yeah the one-to-one -one, um reading the bible so it's almost as if i'm not discipling someone when i am holding them accountable uh to get the things that they said they get done in our the last time we gathered together i'm i'm not uh, you know i'm not discipling them when i am saying hey in that last meeting uh you kind of were really unhelpful when you had to go at me uh in fact you're ungodly uh, they're, they're all discipling moments, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think as you um, sit down and chat with them about the ministry they're engaged in, mm. and as you think together about the ministry and what's working and what's not working, um, you, you share the way you think about those things. And hopefully the way you think is, is a, a godly, biblical shaped way of thinking which rubs off on them and they start to think like you which is really part of their um, development as Christian thinkers and disciples of Jesus so you've got yeah. that opportunity in the sort of the team the team meeting if you've got a ministry team and they're a part of that you also yep. got that opportunity when you're meeting up with them one on one and then there's a whole bunch of touch points I guess in between and outside of those meetings where you're seeing them in at you know on church on Sunday or um, you're seeing them in the context of doing a ministry event you know during the week um, what is it? Um, yeah, I guess. What are the particular challenges that you have in terms of discipling leaders in each of those contexts? Um, well, I think the the first challenge is to make sure you set up the context. Uh, so work out if I've got a, a a group of volunteer leaders, can I gather them together for a common meeting? And that's really helpful. And how many will I have uh, in a year? How many would I have in a term? And then. Um, I'd like to be meeting one-to-one -one with uh, each volunteer leader. And so then how often would I do that in addition to the to the team meeting? What's uh, appropriate? Um, now, I'd meet with people as often as possible because um, you, you form and shape and grow and develop people and they become excellent disciples and leaders. Um, but people obviously have commitments and other responsibilities. And so it's, it's limited by uh, their availability and what's helpful. Uh, and then between those things, I want to be touching base with my leaders just regularly uh, all the time, um, just as someone who cares about them. 
um, but also to see how they're going about fulfilling their leadership role. So um, regular texts, uh, regular chat after church, regular phone call, um, just say, how you going? You doing well? How's things with your family? Um, how's that thing that you are working on? You were worried about this last time. How's that going now? So it's a relationship. It's a it's an ongoing relationship where, yeah, we get together in the meeting format and the one-to-one format, but we're, we're chatting all the time about life and ourselves and our walk with Jesus and our ministry and how we're engaged in that because that's an outflowing of who we are as Christian people. Excellent. All right, we're going to take one break. I'm going to come back in a moment, Graham. I want to push into and hear you talk about the framework, how do you set up those meetings and what, what they might look like, um, as well as how do you uh, how do you have those conversations with people and what do you know to ask them? We're going to come back to that in a second. Anyway, the life one thing is part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network, and this is a good chance to point you to one of our partner podcasts. All right. Have you listened to the Group Answers podcast? Chris Surratt, Brian Daniel. You have recently. Yeah. Again, rhetorical I question. Have, yeah. I, I haven't been thinking a lot about small groups lately, but if you want to think about small groups, this is the podcast to listen to. Yeah. yeah. So I did listen to one this morning. It was good. Uh, it was really helpful. These guys uh, think about Enneagram in small groups. Uh, look, it'd oh, be good to do one on Myers-Briggs in small groups as well, actually. That, I'm all on the Myers-Briggs bandwagon at the moment. But everyone's um, doing the Enneagram, so it's got to be the Enneagram that's in small right. groups. Anyway, if you want to listen to that podcast, it's excellent. Um, so group answers on your favorite podcasting app. Search that up. And uh, you can uh, start your new year with that subscription. Anyway, we're going to do Toolbox. Scott, what have you got for us today on the Toolbox? I can throw one in. Throw one in. So we did, we did, we have mentioned this before. We did the Building Teams course um, with Graham and Rhett and Kathy. And one of the things I loved about that course was there was a module on a team meetings, giving a, a framework and a structure about how to have team meetings. Now, I just thought that was excellent to put in the hands of leaders so they don't have to reinvent the wheel so they can disciple and stay on task. So the Booting Leaders team, you can get on Ministry if you've got a license there for free or alternatively you go to Church in a Box uh, so, online. I think uh, Lencioni's book, you know, The Five Dysfunctions of the Team, I think is really important. I think it's it's story-based. Uh, it's really practical. If you don't have the time to read that, there's loads of articles and, and loads of things you can uh, think about that. But one of the things that he helpully does in that is to think about different types of meeting meetings that you have uh, the other thing is, I think we are talking about this in the context of discipleship as well, but I, I think we miss the opportunity that all these meetings, all these touch points are actually opportunities also to sort of cast vision. And so uh, so I would, I, would, I would actually encourage you to um, get a book that can help you think about how can you, you know, cast vision in the one-on-one in the larger team meeting. Um, you know, how can you do that through stories? How can you do that through statistics? How can you uh, do that by, uh, you know, encouraging you know, encouraging others. So that would be my other sort of resource. Yourself and see all those meetings as opportunities to cast vision and uh, and keep pushing people towards the greater vision that we have of uh, seeing disciples made. Okay. All right, let's go back to Graham. Graham, could you describe for us what um, team meetings normally look like for your leaders within teams? Yeah, they'd, they'd be varied according to the context, um, but basically we'd do uh, something, up, we'd pray up front and then we'd do something from the Bible um, but recognising there's lots of other contexts where there's lots of Bible, it would tend to be a short um, time and often a vision setting time. So sharing something that was encouraging, but also reminded us of um, why we're doing what we're doing and how that contributes to the cause of the gospel. Mm. Um, and then having uh, done that, um, sometimes it's an opportunity to share how, how people are, are going. Um, but we want to move into um, the really the guts of, and work mode. So it's it's really sharing the things that are going well 
and the things that are going not so well, so encouragements and challenges, uh, maybe that sort of thing. And um, and then it's getting into the work mode of, okay, the challenges that we're seeing, how can we solve those problems? Because I think um, meetings, the real energy, the real excitement and the time it starts to really feel like a team is when you're solving things together. You, you're discussing, you're throwing around ideas. Um, and as I said before, that's the moment too where um, you're shaping thinking, you're modelling biblical thinking around these things and um, people are sharpened in uh, their leadership and, and discipleship uh, through those moments. But plus there's an energy and there's excitement and a buy-in so that when you leave with solutions, people are keen to, to carry out those solutions because they own them. We, we've, we've shared them uh, together. Um, I think then it's good to have always have action points. So you might not want to write large minutes, or but it's good to take note of the things that people said they would do um, and at some point in the meeting to look at last time's action points and did people do the things that they said they'd do and if not, when might they get those things done by? Uh, how can we push them forward? Do they need help? Uh, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, there's lots of other things you could do depending on the context. Um, you'll often, we'll often look at how the, te- the team they're leading is going but then how the individuals in the team or the individuals the team is ministering to are going as well. So if it's a group you're looking at, how's how's the the group as a group entity going, but then how are the individuals each in the group going? So that's another opportunity for discipleship and thinking pastorally about people. Now, what do you do differently with the with the one-on-one? You know, so and, and in some ways, what's the system that you have for getting on top of all the people that you're you're catching up with? You know, are you, are you just great with names and you know everything about people's lives and you just keep it in you know in your head or um one to one is a fairly similar structure to the other meeting it's just you go a bit more specific with that individual person and the things that they alone are committed to and and the issues they alone have in their life so again um i'd pray up front um may share something from the bible and again it depends what other contexts they're in bible wise um, and then I'd be digging into, well, I'd be asking them how they're going, uh, what's going on in your life. Uh, I'd particularly think about relationships, relationship with God, um, relationship with family, friends, um, how they're finding uh, ministry um, and uh, health, you know, just all those general sort of things. You're concerned, you care, uh, how's life going for them, how's their walk with the Lord going. Um, so you can do that a bit more in that one-to-one context. And also as you move into then um, talking about the ministry, you're, you're particularly talking about their leadership and how their leadership is going over the team and whether it's achieving the outcomes and then how they can continue to grow um, and develop in their leadership and what are the issues they're facing t- and you can discuss those together. So, Graham, what about training in your one-to-ones? Yeah, well, we do training more broadly in a wider context. But, yeah, even in one-to-ones we do a little bit of training, but but just short. So come having read a chapter of Wisdom and Leadership and let's talk about how that might impact our area or come having watched uh, a, a good little video on a section of training, a section of leadership, and then we chat about how that might apply. Now, one of the helpful books, you know, in the last sort of 10, 15 years has been The Trellis and the Vine. Uh, and, you know, it talks about uh, trellis work and, and vine work. It sounds like what you're describing, it, you know, is it vine work or is it trellis work? And, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with a number of people. I, I didn't go to Bible college, you know, I didn't go to theological college to do trellis work. Anyone can do that. But um, a lot of this stuff sounds like trellis work, but it's deeply vine work and people work at the same time. Can you... 
you know, is there a is it is it an either or? You know, when you're in ministry, um, you know, I either do trellis work or I either do vine work, or can you do vine trellis work together? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I don't necessarily see the distinction. I, I yeah. just see um, the the word is interwoven through everything yeah. we do and how we think and how we conduct our ministries and um, how we act and behave and. But we need to structure everything so we can multiply that into as many lives as possible. And so, um, yeah, I just think both those things are integral, essential. Yeah, and and part of what uh, part of what I'm hearing you say again and again is you sit within an ecosystem. So what you're doing with this person is not the only interaction and growth that they have throughout the church as well. Definitely. And sometimes we we feel like we need to import into every meeting the same thing rather than actually recognizing what that meeting might be and what it achieves. Um, if this was the only time they were getting the Bible, I'd spend a lot more time in it, but yeah. it's an ecosystem, like you said. Absolutely. Yep. Graham, uh, what's the one thing that you would want to put before people when it comes to uh, helping volunteer leaders? Getting organized enough to have actually set meetings and one-to-ones and to be mindful to commit to touching base with them constantly mm. as people you care about. Excellent. Great. Well, if you like what you heard today on The One Thing, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment just to rate the show on iTunes and uh, and even leave a comment. Listen, I just want to plug as we finish the show as well, our Rich Australia Conference, which is happening on uh, 20 to 22nd of May this year, 2020. But the day before, we have two pre-conferences. One is our Multiply Church Planning Conference. The other is... Um, uh, the team pastoring conference, which, Graham, you're a big part of that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can go to reachaustralia.com uh, to have a look at that. Uh, we'd love to see you there. Uh, great opportunity to think of some of the things we've been talking about this podcast today. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. Coming up in the next episode, we're going to be hearing more from Graham, Derek. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that. But that's it from us now. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Henner. Chat soon.